What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Breaking news. And tonight on The Rita Cosby Show, well, the polls have closed in the battleground state of Michigan. This is the first big battleground state primary of this presidential election season, and results are already in. Donald Trump has handily won the GOP primary, trouncing Nikki Haley at more than a two-to-one margin with not all the votes in, but handily beating her 66.6% at this time. Nikki Haley, 28.7%. Now on the Democratic side, because the Democratic primary took place tonight too as well. And it spells some interesting and troubling news for President Joe Biden. He did handily win that primary, but his nearest competitor was, quote, uncommitted. And that is because in the state of Michigan, there are many Arab voters, those of Arab descent, and they have been very angry at this president for his support of Israel. And in fact, when he went there recently, remember, he went there for some meetings with the auto workers and he was greeted at the airport and he was greeted at all the restaurants and everywhere he went by pro-Palestinian protesters who were calling him, quote, Genocide Joe. So what do you make of the fact that tonight in the Democratic primary, yes, President Biden has handily won, but at this time, 79.6% goes to Joe Biden and under, quote, uncommitted, which is what this group of progressives that were leading the charge and encouraging voters who were not happy with President Biden's stance toward Israel, and they felt that he was not supportive enough of the people of Gaza, they were saying that they will vote uncommitted. And in fact, Rashida Tlaib, one of the squad members there, was saying, everybody vote uncommitted. Show President Biden you do not support his policies there in the Middle East, especially his support for Israel. And tonight, uncommitted is coming in second. It has now 14.7% of the vote. Again, not all the votes in at this time. It's still early. But is this an indication that Joe Biden is losing some of his base? Because we've heard from a number of people who said that they were planning on staying home. We've seen the protests, of course, all over the streets of America with many of these groups, these pro-Palestinian groups. There was one right by our station the other day. Uh, Thousands of people marching all over the streets of New York, all over the streets of L.A., Washington, D.C., all over the place. So are they now galvanizing together and saying, we will stay home, not just in the primaries, but could this be a bellwether of what's to come for President Biden? Are these groups, these mostly younger Arab Americans, 
and others saying that they're going to stay home, that they're not happy with them. I contend they should stay home because look at what he's done with the border. I contend they should stay home because look at what he's done. If you go to the grocery store, the highest food prices in 30 years. I contend they should stay home because he's done drip, 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 drip with Ukraine. You're going to help them fight a war. Send them the F-16s and don't wait two years to do it. I contend that Joe Biden can't even articulate a message. He was on Seth Meyers, which is one of the easiest interviews in the world. And it was a coddle fest, and he still was like, rah, 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 trying to get the words out. So I contend they should stay home for a whole bunch of other reasons. What about also his lack of taking China to task? What about his lack of sanctions even against Iran to this day? The list goes on and on and on. And that alone should be the reason they stay home. I think his support of Israel is one reason that people should back him, even though if you look at it, Boy, his position on Israel has been waffling all over the place. I mean, he's been at one moment stabbing them in the back. And then, in fact, last night when he was eating ice cream, that's when he started talking about maybe there'll be some sort of ceasefire. Today, Israeli officials came out and said, gosh, that's the first we heard. So maybe he was doing the old ice cream diplomacy, knowing today was the Michigan primary. And saying, maybe if I throw them a bone, maybe there won't be that many uncommitted. But so far, a pretty stunning result that close to 15% at this time are saying they do not want to commit to Joe Biden, sending a very powerful message. And in an election year, if this continues into the general election, this is a really big deal. Because if you suddenly splinter a huge portion of your base, in addition to those who say that he is too old to run again, others who don't feel he is an effective leader, and I'm just talking even within the Democratic voter base. But if you have Democrats in the Democratic primary in Michigan, which is a battleground state and an important state to win for the presidential election, and you suddenly have 15% saying, I'm staying home, if they do the same thing, Come election time in November, wow, that could be a devastating blow to this president. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here is Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She was on CNN recently, and just a few hours ago, she said, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Even she admitted that these undecideds were going to have an impact. And she also listened to her because she was afraid to condemn the undecideds. Now, what's interesting about her is her name keeps coming up as a potential vice presidential replacement should uh, Kamala Uh, maybe the polls really come to roost on that case where you look at the polls and you're like, boy, is she tanking? She's doing worse than Joe Biden. So Gretchen Whitmer's name has been toted around as sort of one of the Democratic stars, if you will. You hear her name, you hear Gavin Newsom, you hear Michelle Obama, you hear a lot of these people out there. And she was even asked, I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't, you know, people have a right to do what they want to do. She's afraid to lose votes in her state, too. They're all walking on eggshells. So listen to this. Sounds like you're um, preparing for a sizable portion of the vote being uncommitted and sending that protest message to President Biden. 
You know, Dana, I'm just not sure what to expect. I think, you know, this is our first time going this early in the process. There are a lot of pressures and you never know with the weather, you know, there are a lot of different things that can impact what happens on Tuesday. I do know that we've got about nine months until the general election and we are taking Michigan very seriously as as they should. Michigan's always a state where the election is close. Yeah, and that's why having protesters shouting Genocide Joe is not a good sign. And then if you listen to the Israelis, they're not happy with him either because they feel like he's waffling all over the place. These protesters just want him to throw Israel under the bus. And I contend he's throwing them halfway under the bus, maybe a mini bus, basically, is what he's been dealing with. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sandra, line three. Sandra, your reaction that uncommitted tonight in Michigan, uh, close to 15% of the vote, uh, that is sending a message to this president. Oh, yeah. This is very interesting. On this saying that, if you, we're going to get 10,000 votes, we're going to say they're uncommitted because when Trump ran against Hillary, that was the magic number, 10,000, to make him lose. So they're going to get 10,000 people to vote uncommitted so that unless Biden changes his tune and and uh, witness saying, well, you know, you better vote for Biden because if you don't vote for Biden, it's going to go to Trump. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it is. No, the, the whole messaging is. And and you know what I think, Sandra? You heard what I said. As soon as I heard him uh, having his vanilla ice cream and uh, unfortunately got interrupted about world politics and all the wars that are going on, I'm being facetious because it just looks so ridiculous. Here's the commander in chief, the leader of the free world uh, saying, hey, can you pass some sprinkles? Oh, yeah, we're working on a ceasefire. It was so pathetic. And when he said that, it was like, gosh, isn't that interesting that he's messaging that it's right before the Michigan primary. He didn't want an embarrassing turnout. Um, He did win. But again, there's obviously a message being sent to him with all these, quote, uncommitteds. And then when it goes to Israel today, they're like, "Uh, we don't know what he's talking about. I mean, there was a senior Israeli guy going, that's the first I heard. And then uh, they went to the Hamas side and they're like, oh, there's no deal. I mean, it's like uh, not only was he putting sprinkles on the ice cream, he was trying to sprinkle a little magic, trying to create it before the Michigan primary, Sandra. Your thoughts? Well, you know what I'm wondering, Rita, though? You know, I don't think he's doing such a great job with Israel, so I don't know what they're complaining about. I agree. You heard what I said. I agree. He's terrible with them. But these people are fanatical, Sandra. They want want him to be 100% pro-Hamas, essentially. That's what they're saying. A lot of nerve. And then I learned that Rashiba Tlaib's sister, her older sister, is running this organization called, um, what's it called? Listen to Michigan. So there's a lot of pressure there that they're putting on him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there is. It's coming from all directions. It's a family affair with the uh, Rashida Tlaib family. Sandra, thank you very much. You're terrific. Let's go to Al. Line four, Al, your thoughts tonight. Oh, hi, Rita. Yeah, Rita, I wanted to say, uh, in order for President Biden to even have a a chance to be reelected, Michigan is crucial. Uh, You know, Michigan, as you know, has the largest population of Arab Americans in the country, I believe. And fortunately, in 2016, uh, unexpectedly, uh, President Trump took it. Uh, He lost it narrowly to... uh, 
Joe Biden in 2020. But, uh, you know, President Trump uh, has, I mean, excuse me, President Biden uh, really has big problems if enough Arab Americans in Michigan stay home, which I believe they will. And I believe uh, President Trump will be able to get the uh, get to 270 and get the presidency again. Although, you know what I'm expecting, Al, and we sort of saw an inkling of it last night, but I also wonder privately, just like we're seeing with the border, and we're going to talk a lot about that also later on tonight, Al, but just like he's sort of now doing a, oh, uh, we're trying to secure the border, and he's going to do suddenly an executive order at the border, it looks like. So he can say, look, see what I've done, and hoping that everybody else in America has had amnesia for the last three years and can't remember. I think he's going to do the same thing to Israel at some point. He's going to really throw them under the bus. Uh, He's he's putting his foot there, like dipping his foot in the ocean of of, uh, betrayal already. And I think he's going to keep going full throttle. And I think he'll do like some major move when he sees that it gets close to election time, because I think to him, all that matters is politics. And he's hoping maybe these uncommitted might go, well, look, he changed his mind. He turned a page or look what he's doing now. You know, I I think he's hoping that they'll have amnesia. By the way, Al, also, I'm just looking um, before we go to a break here at the real clear politics average of the polls in Michigan in the general election. Trump at this time has 47.1%. Joe Biden has 42%. So Trump is, that's a decent amount. Uh, that's outside the margin of error, but it's still a close race. And again, if you could have suddenly 15% stay home, if he doesn't uh, throw Israel totally under the bus and these people don't have amnesia, if those two things don't happen, then, uh, boy, that doesn't spell good news for President Biden. And also, Al, just as you said, uh, Michigan has a huge Arab-American population, but there's other states, too. And there's a lot of these protesters out there, especially in a tight race. If you suddenly have 10, 20,000 stay home in various different states, uh, that could make all the difference. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls after the break. What do you make of uncommitted 15% saying, Joe Biden, you don't have our vote. And that's in the Democratic primary. Those are the results tonight in Michigan. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, some of these protesters definitely are extreme, uh, but the, quote, uncommitted, those are many of those pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli protesters, many of them in the state of Michigan. Well, they came out loud and clear tonight, sending a message to Joe Biden that they were not going to vote for him, and they voted for, quote, uncommitted. So far at this point, there are a lot of uncommitted in the state of Michigan. 
And remember, in a tight election, not just in this case here, this is a primary, but when it gets to the general election, that's a big deal. In fact, at this point, it's 33,000 plus uncommitted. So imagine if it comes to election day, where often in the margins, and you look at a lot of elections past, sometimes it's very tight margins to win the state. So suddenly 33,000 decide to stay home. And at the end of the night, they're thinking there might be as many as 50, 60, maybe even 100,000 people in the state of Michigan who say they're, quote, uncommitted. The question is, will they be uncommitted for Joe Biden or even more uncommitted uh, come November in the general election? Because that could cost him Michigan and other places, too. Of course, they're angry at his policies, although I say very happy. Uh, half measures towards Israel, but they don't want to see any measures towards Israel. And these are many Arab Americans and others. Let's go to BJ. Uh, BJ, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, well, uh, Nikki Haley is officially the crazy lady at the ladies' underwear sale, fighting with the other pace, uh, uh, the other customers. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Is I just she... want to say I have had some good fights in the underwear section and department stores. All right, for the record, BJ, all right? But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I, I can't imagine that. I think you're such a lady. I have. Uh, by the way, I, I have. I don't think that. I've ever had a fight in a department store, period, oh. let alone in the underwear section. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I'd lay money on that. God bless you. Now, as for Joe's, uh, uh, Genocide Joe, Sleepy Joe, uh, the pro-Israeli uh, Democrat will fall away from him. The pro-Israeli Republican will emerge and get behind Trump because they know that uh, Donald Trump is the true ally of Israel, moved the capital to uh, Jerusalem. Uh, He's uh, 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 totally on the same page in so many ways with Netanyahu. Uh, So um, we have an excellent relationship with Israel now. Uh, He destroyed that relationship, Joe Biden. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot of repair work that needs to be done, although... If Trump comes back in, you could bet it'd be like, thank goodness he's back. Israel will be waving the flag all over the place. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. Goya Cares does so much to protect the family, to protect faith, to give people hope around the world, and also to combat human trafficking. Definitely check it out. All their incredible efforts, GoyaCares.com. And this story coming from Denton, Texas where a vehicle veered off a bridge, crashing down into a creek beneath the interstate just before 2.30 in the morning. On the scene, Denton police officers Hupp and Lopez found the vehicle upside down in a creek, and incredibly, a dramatic rescue operation unfolded as the officers saved a woman from her overturned, partially submerged car. The heart-stopping moment showcased a remarkable display of bravery and quick thinking 
by these officers involved. As the clock ticked in the early morning darkness, the officers arrived there. They were greeted by that sight of the vehicle overturned. And as the officers called out to anyone inside, the woman and sole occupant began to honk the horn. With no time to spare, the officers assessed the very precarious situation. The vehicle teetering on the edge of further disaster required a delicate yet very swift approach. One officer, Officer Lopez, broke the rear driver's side window and pulled the woman out. Both officers helped her to dry ground. The woman emerged from the wreckage amazingly with non-life-threatening injuries, which is a testament to the officer's very quick intervention. Uh, body cam footage that was just released by the city of Denton Police Department showed the incredibly uh, brave situation that the officers took it upon themselves to help this woman, putting their lives in danger. And they said, quote, clearly the rescue there serves to shine a light on the selfless acts of our first responders who plunge into harm's way to save lives. What an incredible, incredible story of the courage of our men and women in blue. And I love being able to spotlight them every night here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, one of the big issues as we're talking about President Biden and President Trump, again, the Michigan primary results in Donald Trump handily winning, trouncing Nikki Haley. It'll be interesting to see what she does. She says she's in the race till Super Tuesday. Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, for George W. Bush was telling me yesterday that he thinks Super Tuesday won't be so super for Nikki Haley, that he thinks that is going to be the end of her campaign. And she's only said that she's going to go through Super Tuesday. Sort of she's put a little bit of a marker, at least it sounds that way. She still says, well, I'm not sure, but she keeps saying, I'm here till Super Tuesday. So the question is, after Super Tuesday, if she gets trounced, as President Trump has continued to do against her, Uh, In every single primary, and this was a biggie because it's a battleground state, Uh, what will happen next? Also, Biden, yeah, he does win. Uh, But now some new numbers coming in because we're feeding results as they're coming in, guys. That uncommitted on the Democratic side because they had a Democratic primary tonight there also. So far, 35,000 people have said uncommitted. We do not want to vote for Joe Biden. That's a very powerful signal. And that's because they're upset, this group, mostly young voters, young progressive voters who are upset with his position on Israel, supporting Israel, although it's been a mess uh, the way he has supported them, I contend. I contend his position on the border is enough for every American to say uncommitted to him or non-committed. That would be an easier one. The way he has handled the border, I think, has been outright shameful. And so far in his presidency, he kind of did, I say it's technically two, but it's like one and a half visits, if you really want to call it mentally, maybe zero, but one and a half visits. And this is supposed to be visit number three. And guess why he's really only doing it? Well, if you look at it, every single poll is coming out, no matter where it is in the country, on all the primaries that have taken place across this country, and just in all the polls of late, Handily, immigration and border is the number one issue, by far bigger than economy, inflation, uh, foreign policy, immigration and our borders. And how concerned are you about the borders? More than 60 percent say extremely when asked how concerned people saying quite a bit, somewhat, it's 30. 
you do the math of those together, uh, you've got 91% of Americans, and those are Republicans, Democrats, Independents, that are all saying the same thing. So he is clearly seeing the tea leaves that he is doing so poorly, especially when it comes to the issue of immigration, because who could support his immigration and wide open southern border policies? And here is Joe Biden at the ice cream parlor. He's sitting there hanging out with Seth Meyers of NBC, who did the softest interview. It was softer than the ice cream. I'm telling you, it was like it was like a mushy, you know. It wasn't even like a frozen ice cream. It was like, you know, a melted ice cream three days later in the sun. That was the interview. But anyway, Joe Biden is there trying to decide if he wants chocolate chips on the top or if he wants sprinkles. And then he sprinkled this news saying that he was going to go to the border and he's going to do it this Thursday. And isn't that a coincidence? Because it happens to be the same day that President Trump is going. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And Joe Biden claims to think it was a surprise to him. I've been planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is gone. And will you meet with migrants while you're there, Mr. President? Well, I'm not going to announce ahead of time. Secret Service doesn't like me announcing exactly. I was ready for him to go, what migrants? You know? I mean, oh, migrants? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there. That's right. That's right. What a disaster. And the migrant issue is not going away. We are clearly at a busting point, guys. And I want to get your thoughts as to how big an issue you think this is going to be. And do you think that some voters in this country may suddenly get amnesia because Joe Biden, all reports are saying is that he is planning to do an executive order, basically to put in place some of the orders that he lifted which President Trump had in place, which were keeping us safe, like remain in Mexico and some of these other things. So there's word that he might do it before the State of the Union. Now, the State of the Union is next week. It's on the 7th. So he doesn't have a lot of time if he's going to make some announcement. A lot of people think that maybe that's part of the plan when he goes down to the border. And of course, this comes as there are devastating details of what has been happening with a number of these crime cases. Of course, we think about what happened in New York with the guys who were beating up the migrants from Venezuela, uh, believed to be part of a gang beating up the cops in Times Square. Then they beat up other cops when they showed up at the Randall's Island Migrant Shelter. There are reports now that there will be metal detectors at the Randall's Island uh, Migrant Center because so many weapons coming in. Hello, if you don't vet somebody, that's what happens. We're also hearing that today it was announced that they found 70 migrants living underneath a furniture store in New York City. Uh, sort of an illegal housing situation, if you will, busted, and they were moved then to a migrant shelter. But they're everywhere. Um, And then we see all the different crimes that have taken place. There's a new one that happened in Virginia where a guy who committed a Venezuelan illegal migrant charged with sexually assaulting a minor did it on multiple occasions and now felony charges against this guy. And then, of course, we can't forget the terrible case of Lankin Riley in Georgia. That's the Georgia nursing student. Of course, Jose Abaris, the uh, thug monster, I should say, who is now suspected and charged with killing her. 
We're getting just some horrible details tonight as to what really happened to this beautiful young woman uh, in her final moments. She was jogging, as we know, um, a University of Georgia in that area, and her skull was disfigured. That takes a lot of blunt force to disfigure and uh, really uh, break a skull. Think about that. Uh, blunt force trauma. They don't know what exactly the weapon was yet, but apparently it was severe disfiguration to her skull. Also, this guy, Lankin Riley, who was accused, not only did he get a pass uh, from New York after he was charged with endangering a minor, that's after he crossed the border illegally and was given a random date of when to appear. Now today we're just finding out in Athens, Georgia, which is not too far from uh, Atlanta, you know, and not too far from some of these areas where the University of Georgia is, of course, um, that apparently he was busted there for shoplifting in October. So this guy, the rap sheet, what else are we going to find out of other crimes that he has committed? And these are the ones in the States. Remember, he's only been in the States. He was paroled into the United States uh, September 2022. He hasn't been here that long. So he didn't have a lot of time to commit that many crimes. It makes you wonder what crimes had he committed in his home country of Venezuela because there are reports that they're basically evacuating out the prisons and everything else and saying, uh, head to America, guys, you know? And this guy is a classic case. This is disgusting. And so now we're hearing some Democrats uh, with a bit of an epiphany, if you will, And in fact, in the last few hours, we have heard that Mayor Eric Adams is calling to modify the sanctuary city status in New York. Now, there's some people who say that sanctuary city is just illegal, that he should just ignore it completely. I contend he should, too, because the migrant crisis is busting at the seams. In New York, for example, close to 174,000 migrants have come. Uh, getting food, medical care, housing since September 2022. And I think a lot of people are realizing there is no end in sight. He's also looking at doing this $53 million deal plus to give them even more perks. So there are so many issues here. I get so angry when I hear this because it is clear that I think a lot of different individuals bear responsibility. Certainly President Biden does. And it's disgusting that he's going to show up at the border and be like, oh, look what I'm doing. Look at what I'm trying to do. The border's okay. It's not so bad. And boy, uh, look at all the great things we're doing and hoping people forget. They should never forget the name of Lankin Riley. They should never forget the names of the other victims as well. And so just a few hours ago, we got New York City Mayor Eric Adams now saying maybe there should be a change. And he's sort of starting to wake up and realize that with this case in Georgia and with all the cases in New York, that maybe something should happen to some of these bad folks that have crossed. Not all of them are bad, but clearly we got some bad, especially hombres, a couple mujeres, too, of the women. But we definitely have a couple bad apples, and I would say probably thousands upon thousands of them at minimum when you think of all the people that have crossed the border But here is what he's saying, that there should be maybe now some changes. He's speaking out. Listen to this. The overwhelming number of migrants and asylum seekers that are here, they they want to work. I still don't understand why the federal government is not allowing them to work. They need to have the right to work, like all of us that have come to this country had the ability to do so. But those small numbers that are committing crimes, 
we need to modify the, uh, the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city, and you should be, you should be not committing crimes in our city for doing so. Right now, we don't have the authority to do so. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, Judge Richard Weinberg said, listen, uh, he would, if he were a judge right now, he would just, he wouldn't even deport him. He'd make them serve X years penalty first off, then deport him. Because if you deport him with the way that Biden's policy is right now, they're just going to sneak back in again a few days later and commit more crimes in the United States. I mean, it sounds good to say we're going to deport them, but you got to make sure that they don't come back in unless you have a closed border. What's the good of deporting them if they're just going to prance right back through the border again? And here's Alan Dershowitz saying that sanctuary cities, they are downright unconstitutional. Sanctuary cities are unconstitutional. The Supremacy Clause requires every city to follow the law of the United States. You can't have separate immigration approaches in different cities. We are one country when it comes to the border and immigration, and sanctuary city is just not constitutionally permissible. So I think they ought to be, all the sanctuary city resolutions ought to be rescinded. There's no sanctuary from law violation. If people don't think the law has been violated, fine. But you can't give sanctuary status to to, uh, people who have broken the law, federal law particularly. Yet. You could make the case under Biden. Everybody's welcome. So how are they violating this president's law, this federal law? That's what I would say if I was on the other side. I would go, oh, you know what? A sanctuary city. It's a sanctuary country under Joe Biden. That's what I would say. But he makes an interesting case that there really is no constitutionality to it. And if these people really wanted to fight what they say, oh, gosh, it was just passed on to me, the sanctuary city status, they could darn well fight it and just ignore it. But they aren't because they're trying to play both sides. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we were talking about Lankin Riley. That is the Georgia nursing student who was just savagely killed by an illegal migrant from Venezuela. But there are sadly many of these cases. And in fact, one of the mothers of another daughter who was killed. Listen to this story. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, The daughter, whose name is Kayla Hamilton, was autistic and 20 years old when she was allegedly raped and murdered by a teenage MS-13 gang member from El Salvador. And her mother, Tammy Nobles, says that it is Biden's border policies that created this because the Department of Homeland Security and others failed her daughter by allowing the unidentified migrant into the country without even confirming his identity. And he had a major criminal record. And imagine him savagely raping and killing her daughter. Here is what she had to say. Oh, they sure are responsible for their deaths. 
both their deaths and other deaths could have been prevented if they would have done their job at the border and made sure it's secure. We come first. Americans should come first, not last. Our safety matters. Their lives matter. Absolutely. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael from Nutley, line three. Michael. Rita, Fox 5 is reporting that Jose Barra was arrested in New York City back in September for endangering an underage child's life. Yep. Now, let's remember who leads law enforcement in New York City. Eric Adams, Letitia James, Alvin Bragg. The blood of Lake and Riley is on their hands. And I, pre- and I hope, I feel for the parents of Lake and Riley, and I only hope that since Eric Adams is a parent, and I don't know about Letitia James, I know Alvin Bragg's a parent. I hope they feel the same pain that Lake and Riley's parents feel. I want all the illegal aliens to visit them, go to their homes, and make them feel the same pain with their children. Well, we don't want that. We, but, Michael, you know, hang on, Rita, hang on. It's a war against the American people. Yeah, but it's a Michael, war against us. Michael, by the way, I do agree that I do feel um, a lot of these things that are happening with crime are a war. Certainly, we don't want. Uh, any ill will on somebody else. Um, It's heartbreaking enough to hear what happened in this case. But I understand your anger because, you know, you look at Bragg and you look at some of these other people that you mentioned, they're so focused on going after Trump, yet why are you not looking at the justice system in your own backyard and some of these very serious cases? And you are absolutely correct in terms of being angry. I'm angry. I am outraged too. And I think it is shameful. We need to have a system where people who have actual asylum claims are vetted and are allowed into this great welcoming country, which we certainly are. We are the greatest country in the world, guys. And we need to have a system where they are appropriately vetted if someone qualifies, which is a very slim percentage. And if they indeed have a true asylum claim and we have a clear track record that they have no criminal track record, then we can let them in. That's a very that's a that's a single digit. And we're talking close to 10 million people under Joe Biden. I hear what you're saying. And I think it is shameful what has happened at the border. And I think there are a lot of people that bear responsibility. And I think a lot of these people uh, that you mentioned and, and just in general in Democratic leadership around the country. Some of them are just coming to an epiphany now after they were come one, come all on the campaign trail. And now suddenly when they're bearing the burden and they're seeing how cumbersome it is and seeing that there is no end in sight when they're seeing all of these things, now they're suddenly saying, oh, well, maybe we need to do something. Uh, I agree with you. A lot of it is crocodile tears, but we have to be responsible and do it at the voting booth. 